0: Best. Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore
1: the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy the show. All right, we are in the studio with uh, the New York City-based band Sweetbreads. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you? Uh, We're doing well. Great to have you guys here. Let's jump into it. Uh, Let's hear your first song.
0: That was amazing. First off, credit where credit is due. Can we do a rundown of who's playing what uh, real quick in the band? Yes.
2: So this is Sean Cahill on guitar, Nick Watt on guitar. Hello. We've got Jason Cummings, and we've got Anthony Spinato on drums in the back.
0: And and who are you?
2: I'm Melody, Melody Stolp.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, uh, next question is, who the hell is George Bell? Because I googled him and it was a professional football player or something like that, oh, or a baseball player.
2: Interesting. There <laughs> was um, there's an article that came out like when I first moved to New York mm-hmm. and my friend sent it to me. Um, about this guy named George Bell. And they kind of just like chronicled uh, what happens to a body that like isn't reported dead. And like they basically just like found him in like this like hoarder's apartment in Queens. And um, they talked about like the whole process of like how they handle his remains and everything.
0: Well, so the inspiration came from the article. Yes. Do you remember what the publication was? It was the the New York Times. Uh Sorry. So,
2: yeah, you can listen to the article on the Daily too. It it was a very sad article, and there was one part where they, like, go to this bar that this guy George used to frequent, and they talk to this, like, one guy who knew him, and he's just kind of, like, his drinking buddy. Like, they don't really know anything about Mm -hmm. each other, but they interview him, and he's like, yeah, like, I'm sad that he's gone. Mm -hmm. And I just thought the article was really sad. Yeah, I I mean, my assumption would have been that
0: he was somebody that you knew, and you were the drinking buddy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But now I, I, I see. Yeah. Well, that's really incredible. I don't know that we've had an article be the inspiration for a song on our show yet. You
1: know, I, <laughs> I, I actually believe there's a similar story behind uh, Eleanor Rigby, where Paul McCartney read some article about someone named Eleanor Rigby that died alone. So there is precedence for this in popular music.
2: Yeah, that's my dad's favorite Beatles song. Maybe somewhere that...
3: Yeah, <laughs> floating around. Had to do with the, <laughs>
2: the morbid sensibility. It's a sad song, but I feel like with the band, we've like tried to make it a little more triumphant and like a nice remembrance of him.
0: Yeah, it's like sonically a kind of sweet, you know, that the driving uh, rumbling drums and your voice over the top. It's nice, but it's definitely as soon as you start to hear the lyrical content, <laughs> you're like, Ooh. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's like one of the uh, one of my favorite things about um, pop music in general is that just you have no idea how fucked up these songs are. Yeah, you know when you hear them and you're just like, I'm, I feel like a few times every year I find out a song that I really like is about like a mass murder or yeah. some <laughs> shit like that. I'm like, that's, all right, that's that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was I've kind of singing why it to my cats. <laughs> I named the
2: band Sweetbreads because uh, it's like a it's like lamb gizzard or something. Like, it's actually like a delicacy and its like guts. Yeah. But it sounds like donuts. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, oh, like the song sounds sweet, but, you know, it takes a lot to write a song and like try to be honest. Yeah, that's where that name came from. That's great.
0: <laughs> and it's per- like gla- sweetbreads yeah. are glands, so it's like spreading off hormones and yeah. feelings. You know-
2: yes, that's a good point, too. I like that. Yeah, ter-
0: sure. <laughs> Turning the um, you know
1: the the innards the awful of uh, emotion mm-hmm. into a delicious delicacy for yes. other people to consume.
3: <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's what we do. That's
0: what we do as songwriters. We're all
3: about. Yeah, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Always.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: can we talk about a little bit about your biography, Melody? Where do you come from, and what were your first? musical experiences.
2: Well, I'm from California originally and I grew up as a theater kid. So I ended up going to school for that. I took a songwriting course my senior year and that's where I was like, oh I can like write my own material. And were
0: you into musical theater or yeah, yeah. yes, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, I I love,
2: it. I love musicals Me too. but uh, I just found like I didn't see the life of an actor as the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um and So you yeah. chose
0: Americana musician? Instead. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like any more lucrative or anything, but it's nice to have like control over your body and your sound and all yeah, that stuff. That makes so, sense.
0: Acting is kind of the opposite of that.
2: Yeah, it's you're very directed. vulnerable, like very at the mercy of what other people want. So now I have a band and I can... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, so I love... Writing songs because it's so much more cathartic and.
0: Do you think of them as a uh, musical? I mean, the lyrical content of all the songs we were looking at uh, is pretty straightforward. Yeah. And, and in a way, that's kind of how m- musicals advance plot.
2: Exactly. That's kind of. I feel like I write from like character perspectives a lot, and that's very much a musical theater thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I like doing that. I feel like it helps me. It's really hard. I have some songs that are really personal and are very much from my life, but as especially as I've gotten older, it's been like a lot easier to write from a character's perspective and kind of parse through my, like, figure out my own feelings through that.
0: Right. Yeah. Like any type of writing, it's kind of all autobiographical, even if you are talking <laughs> through somebody else.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mind is a mysterious thing.
0: <laughs> right. We're trying to get to the
1: bottom of it here. Yeah. yeah yeah i think we're almost there <laughs> almost I, think about, yeah, I think in a couple more episodes we'll kind of we'll kind of Yay. gotten everything sorted out as far as the mind goes
0: <laughs> we'll move on to glands after yeah that.
2: <laughs> gut health,
0: gut health. microbiome <laughs> um so uh
1: so is this the first song that you ever wrote or is it the first song you wrote uh for the the project sweetbreads
2: so it was not the first song i ever wrote um i wrote like the first song i ever wrote at this camp i was at uh and it's really embarrassing so i did not (laughs) and i don't even know like the chords for it or anything gotcha but uh yeah this was the first song i ever wrote when i moved to new york gotcha and that's kind of when like sweetbreads started to become more of a thing so I'm sorry I cheated.
1: You're gonna have to get the fuck out, yeah. <laughs> all of you, all of you guys. You have to get out now.
2: Uh, I played this song at an open mic night, and where that's was where the I open met. mic? It was at the sidewalk. Oh
0: yeah, rest that, in like, peace. Or is very a-
2: long, crazy mic.
0: <laughs> right. Well, uh, let's move on to the latest songs, since we got a little bit of history there.
2: Yes, uh, this song is called Chaos Is. It's kind of like a weird fever dream of a song. Thank <sharp inhale> you.
1: Um, so that's your latest song?
2: Yes, that's the latest one we've been able to, like, work on as a band together.
0: Gotcha.
2: And we we did just release a demo on the Dim Things Compilation 3. I don't know if you guys know Dim Things.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. because of this. It, our, last, our previous guest, Scout Gillette, was on it, too. Yeah, she's
2: cool. great. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her, um, I think she does a cover on the... Yeah, of a Blaze Foley really track. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Can can you tell us about the compilation? What is the they have a mission, right? Do you
2: Yeah, so it's for the Ridgewood Tenants Union. And yeah, it's a mutual aid fund that helps just tenants in Ridgewood with like gentrification and like trying to keep them in their homes. All the proceeds from the tape sales and the band camp sales go directly to the cause. So, my friends Paloma and Jake run it and Paloma just asked me to be on it, so I felt really like Honored that she asked me. But yeah, they're just like, they used to be in a band called Bad Kiss, and then they, the band disbanded, and they started this sort of like label, and they release one compilation. I think they're trying to do them more often, but I, I'm really not sure.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry
2: if you hear this. Um, but yeah, um it's great. It's I think they're always trying to donate to like a mutual aid fund.
1: Back to the track. Um when did you write this one?
2: I wrote this one uh, sometime during quarantine. Gotcha. And
1: yeah, yeah, time time really didn't uh, operate the same way during during that period. So
2: I was like really feeling stuck. I wasn't writing much and I did one of these virtual courses on School of Song. It's really cool, it's really affordable. And it was a buck meek class. And like the the first assignment you have is to write a song during the class. That's like you get 20 minutes to like mute your camera and posted onto this online forum. So I came up with this like tiny little verse, which is the first verse of this song. And <laughs> it's so dumb, but <laughs> Buck Meek wrote keeper on it. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um so then Obviously, I was like, okay, I got to like flesh out this song. And I just sort of did like free association with it. And it ended up like I sing about like donuts in a parking lot and stuff. And that just reminded me of like my brother as a teenager. Like and then I sort of came up with a story about an angel looking down at her sister who's growing up. Like and the angel like died when she was young. And she's just sort of watching her sister make mistakes as a teenager and that's kind of what I ended up thinking the song was about after it was like fully done.
1: So you kind of started with just some sort of like freeform imagery and then from there you were kinda of like, Okay, well, this is what I'm gonna kinda Yeah make it about. hmm yeah. And that's
2: sort of like the opposite way that I usually write. So it was it was refreshing to do and think it's kind of a bop. It's
1: yeah, like sort of yeah. funky. Yeah, it's got some it's got some good like Chugle yeah. some seventies. <laughs> yes, kinda, you can really side touch yeah. to it very well. <laughs>
3: um,
2: yeah.
0: In your crocs. Perfect yes.
2: Foot. Oh, of course. In the Crocs, always.
1: Yeah, I do think that's one of the coolest things about the songwriting process is when you're just, you're kind of in the soup and you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I'm just kind of like, I got like a couple little just like little blurbs or little
3: yeah
1: uh, hazy ideas and you just start, you know, a lot of times that's all you can do. You can just kind of be like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to try to do what I can do with these little things. and. Sometimes, you know, you you end up being able to expand and like, you know, use that as a a way to go off into something much bigger and more cohesive. It
2: really helps to give yourself a prompt and a deadline, Mm. you know, like, and I feel like a little like a hack being like, I took this class and I got this song out of it. But I was really stuck in a rut and it helped to have something that like made me accountable And, like, pushed me to just produce something when I was very much like,
3: will I ever write a song again?
2: Yeah, (laughs) I need to go back to grad school. It was like all that stuff.
0: (laughs) 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 um, But having the deadline is so important and it gets you out of your head of, like, is this good enough? What does it matter? Because you have a deadline. Just get it it done.
2: Sometimes it helps. Like, you overthink and you... Yeah. You get scared, and a deadline really helps with that.
0: And now that music is basically everybody's independent, it's like there's nobody asking you. There's no exactly. record contracts where you ha- have a certain quota to meet. So it's just like, and it's devalued to where you're getting 0. 0.0003 cents on a play. It's very easy to lose. Yeah, you can uh, get play, really
2: drive. existential yeah. very fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once we get this mind thing
1: figured out, we're going to be. It's we'll it.
2: hold the key. <laughs>
1: that's what I've been saying. I'm saying,
0: you know, you figure the mind out. That's where the money is. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. The mind is the money. Yeah. I've been saying it for years. Uh,
0: I have a question that Paul brought up. Who did you envision yourself as? What did you see yourself, an artist maybe, that you saw yourself in the likeness of?
2: <sighs> that's a hard one.
0: That's what we we ask the hard questions here. Yeah,
2: Ed. yeah. <laughs> I, I love like so many different types of music mm-hmm. that I feel like... Especially because of my theater background, I'm a little like all over the place with my persona uh, or whatever. Like Jay was telling me, it was like we got to get a cohesive sound going, and I think we're we're heading in that direction. But I really love, obviously, Adrian Lanker, and I love Erin Ray. She's like a kind of Americana uh, songwriter. She has beautiful arrangements to her songs, and her lyrics are so profound i love them but i also like like charlie xcx and i don't know where i fit in yet i think i'm still trying to figure that out even like amongst like the brooklyn scene because i have so many friends who play like really awesome like hard music and i'm just not that kind of person mm-hmm. like i'm very like flighty and bubbly and I wish that I had the guts to get really angry on stage and I just don't yet.
0: Right, yeah. It's certainly, you can if you ever feel the need to, but you have to pursue what, you know, what you feel and what you're you're trying to put out.
2: I think I just try to focus a lot on, like, melody. So if a melody is catchy, that's my main, that's where I'm like, okay, I have something going here.
0: What do you think is the best melody that you have? Oh. This next song that you're going to (laughs) play?
2: Yeah! Great <laughs> like, right, segue! Exactly. Um, so this song is called Missing You and Nick and I wrote it together. Nick came up with this like really sweet guitar riff and we wrote it at a time when I was really missing someone that I loved, still have a lot of love for. It's it's a very pretty song. Sometimes I'm like, when you have to pick your best song, it's very hard. I, I picked this one because I think the guys really like it. And it's a little different because we got to write it with Nick's guitar part. It's a little bit of a off the track from mm-hmm. what I typically write, which is nice. Uh, this is missing you.
0: Uh, this one, Nick has a co-write on it. Can you talk about the division of labor between uh, the two of you uh, when you're working together?
4: Yeah, sure. Well, I think with this one, um, so Melody came over and we were just sort of like hanging out and playing music I think probably like had some dinner or something. (laughs) And then um, I think I was just like playing guitar and for that song, I was trying to do like a Blake Mills type of thing. I think he posted something on Instagram. I was like, oh, I really like this. Like E chord, he just like drops down a little bit in the bass, but then keeps the uh, other notes the same. I was like, ah, maybe I'll do that. And then Melody just kind of like latched onto it and thought of a cool line. Um, And then we had the makings of the song. I think they were just sort of like, You know, jumbled words at the beginning and then we just sort of like molded it into a song with lyrics like kind of like that we wrote together sort of. For a lot of that sort of stuff, Melody can hear the words that fit into the melody a lot better than I can. And sometimes I'll just sort of be sitting there, oh yeah, that seems like a cool direction to go in. Um, Sometimes I'll have some lines so that...
2: Nick is uh, obviously a very good friend of mine and he always like I like to talk. I'm a very emotional person. So he always like lets me kind of spew everything that I'm thinking about. And I feel like through coming up with that song afterwards, we kind of distilled the meaning of it, and it was just Missing You. And that's how that song came about.
4: What was the first part that you wrote together where it started to become clear what was happening? I think that was just the guitar part, and then Melody had a really cool vocal line.
2: I forgot what we wrote first, but it was like,
3: uh, da-da-da-da, da-da-da.
2: Yeah, we, we needed a way to like get out of it and so Nick would just start playing bar chords and then I'd be like oh this and then it's yeah. like a very awkward thing where I'm kind of like mm. no this no no it's like trying to <laughs> yeah. sing and then Nick's trying to like you know yeah. like with the bridge we kind of wrote it together together
4: I also think with, with that bridge I, I like have a tendency to always go to the four chord for the chorus or some, some unalternate part so that's what I did in this song so, so it's like mm-hmm it was like going up going up high like that is just sort of my default setting for another part of the song
1: yeah i think i think a big part of uh, songwriting is uh recognizing what your kind of like main tendencies are and trying to figure out a way how to employ them well and you have to try to strike the right balance of like not leaning on them too much but also not denying them Because if you do either of those things, you know, it suffers. Yeah. Um, Knowing, like, when to lean into your natural tendencies, I think, is, like, a a major part of the songwriting process that takes, like, at least for me, like, a long time to kind of figure out.
4: I think that's a really good point. Like, sometimes something that sounds like, oh, I've done this so many times before is not actually that boring to someone else. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, uh, maybe a little boring to you. But it's, like, it's your natural thing. And you've got to like stick with that, and that'll produce like the most unique sound, even though it's just kind of, yeah, mundane. Yeah, you got to gotta you.
1: honor that. And like, and maybe, maybe like this is the time that you actually should use it. Maybe like the other times weren't as good. Like, this is the time now to use that. And if you thing. do it enough, it's
0: called your style. Yeah, it's called <laughs> your style. Yeah. Uh, I
2: should mention Nick. Nick. And Sean also have their own projects, and they're amazing. Sean's been on this show before, yeah. mm-hmm. but Nick Watt has a new album that they released. you released during quarantine, kind of, right? Yeah. And it's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the thing with me. I, I don't know very much guitar, and I write, like, three-chord songs, and I've just learned to be okay with that. <laughs>
0: Well, the song is great because there are these two seemingly disparate movements going on with your vocal melody and the guitar, with the descending bass and everything. And when I'm listening to it, I can get hooked on one, and then I kind of forget about the other, but it makes it a whole complete thing.
2: What did you say about it, Jay? When uh, when I was like, I don't know what we should pick for the best song, Jay was like, recommended Missing You, and you were like, I just like the way everything sits. Mm. It's like, just Funnily, like... Yeah. Sonically, it's really nice.
1: Cool. I think we're about time to uh, dig into the worst song oh. at this point. So, <laughs> you guys want to hit us with that?
3: Yeah.
2: This song is called Julie, and it's sort of tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> it's about. It's kind of about like mean girls, and like I may or may not have written about like certain employers I've had.
0: Um, can we call him out on this podcast
2: no 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 uh but yeah just like people being a bully and uh the lyrics are very straightforward on this one and like basically my partner was like trying to give me a pep talk and was just like they're a bully don't give them anything like don't show any reaction relax they're just trying to get a rise out of you
1: on that one
2: yeah i feel like that's kind of why it's our worst song uh it's very much like when we started playing it we were like oh yeah this is the weezer song yeah 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 you know that's not quite
0: what we usually do people fucking love weezer though man (laughs) i know it's
2: catchy and when we first started playing it i was like fully convinced that the band hated it and I was always like, oh, you guys, like, do you want to play it? Do you want to play it? <laughs> and then they were like, no, we we like it fine. So... <laughs> it's enough tempo to have in our set. that's kind of what it is. I mean, yeah. I had
0: the urge to yell, Julie is a bully with you, so yes. I, mean, I feel it. It's
2: kind of like a juvenile like temper tantrum of a song, and yeah. I'm okay with
0: that right that <laughs> certainly great music has yeah. been made with that yeah. in mind.
1: yeah, you can have a goof song or two in the set. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, keeps why it fun.
2: <laughs> Anthony's really good on the
1: drums in it and. It's <laughs> uh, I mean, any any background on uh, this Julie character you want to share?
2: I probably shouldn't get too into it. Yeah, because hope... we, yeah, we
1: have a pretty massive audience, so we're yeah. like, probably going to get back to her if you say anything.
2: I just have, like, I'm either writing indirectly or very directly, and this one is a very direct song that I, like, tried to bend into an indirect song. So we're just going to say Julie rhymed with bully, and that's why Julie is the bully, but...
0: Do you feel catharsis when you get to the end of the song and you're really belting out this repetition?
2: I do. My friends that come to our shows really like this song, so (laughs) they sing along and like...
0: A bunch of people we have interviewed, when we get to their worst song, they're like, yeah, this is... This is always the one they ask for at the end. Cause yes, they like-
4: <laughs>
2: I think uh, Joni Mitchell like talked about how "You Turn Me On, I'm a Radio" is like her least favorite song she's ever written, and she was like, "You know, I wrote it for the radio. It's like not good, stupid and <laughs> cheeky, but people like that stuff. You got to keep it light sometimes.
0: And repetition is always good for the <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: crowd experience.
2: Good for the brain. This yeah, is another Joni- part of. Cracking that
1: egg. <laughs> yeah. You know? We've
0: already forgot what we were doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, the mind. We're figuring out the mind.
1: Yes. I yeah, Carl, you got to stay on I wrote it if we're ever yes. going to solve the mind. I wrote it on the paper. The you got to stay with me.
0: So my- what's uh, the near future look like for Sweetbreads?
2: We're working on releasing some songs. We're, like, trying to record some stuff.
0: I see your name all over Brooklyn. Seems like you play a lot of shows. Oh,
2: I, I feel like we don't. We're like really hoping to play more, but we have a show coming up at Hart Bar. I don't know when this is airing, but in March, because February is a very busy month. And then I think we might have one at the Broadway in May. Cool. Or april or something shows but, and new
0: tracks but new new stuff
2: yeah yeah follow us on instagram it's <laughs> all
3: there this
0: has been such a fun adventure today i always think that the best music happens late at night but sunday mornings is the exception because people get a lot of spirituality from that and i'm certainly uh,
2: well thank you for having us it's Absolutely. been really fun yeah, i
0: really appreciate it thanks for coming down we got one more thing though we do offer the chance to play a wild card song do you want to do it
2: Yeah, this song is called The Fog. It's another like poppy earworm and um, it's about depression. But it doesn't matter because it's upbeat. Yeah, and we like just tried to rearrange this song. So we'll see how it goes.